Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, there's nothing better than when ultra-liberal commentators, Nicole Wallace in this case, who pretends to be a Republican, which is freaking hilarious, give away their whole battle plan with elections. I got that. Digital IDs. Bill Gates. Why is this guy always pushing for stuff that involves a massive surveillance state? Maybe because some of his companies would profit from it. It's not that hard. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You tired of big tech and government watching what you do online? Me too. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that. One of the, I kid you not, I get it. I am not objective when it comes to political candidates. I support conservatives over liberals. I get it. But the J.D. Vance, Tim Ryan debate last night, I mean, you want to talk about getting politically body bagged in a debate. Tim Ryan just got destroyed by J.D. Vance last night. We got that, too. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Let's say you're a proud gun owner. You want to talk on social media about the Second Amendment. Well, chances are your post will be flagged by a content moderator, and you'll end up on some kind of government watch list. To fight back against having your voice censored by big tech, I recommend the news ExpressVPN. Here's a problem with big tech. They track what you do online. What you're searching for, videos you watch, and everything you click on. They can match your activity to your true identity using your device's unique IP address. When I use ExpressVPN, they can't see my IP address at all. My identity is anonymized by a secure VPN server. It's that simple. Plus, ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of my internet data for protection from hackers and eavesdroppers. ExpressVPN is a VPN rated number one by Business Insider and countless other tech publications. It really couldn't be easier to use. The app has one button. You tap it, you're protected. It's that simple. Defend your rights and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino to get three months free, expressvpn.com slash Bongino. All right, Joseph, let's go. And we're off. Yes, sir, we are. Just listen to them when they talk. Who, Joe? No. no well, listen to Joe. Too, but Nicole no. Wallace. Nicole <laughs> yeah. Wallace has is, um, is long been a fake Republican. She's a grifter. Uh, she is a career-long grifter. Wherever the checks will cash, that's what she'll go. Whatever you need her to say, just cut that check and she'll say it for you. Here's Nicole Wallace over on MSNBC, and this is just glorious. Giving away the, she is an ultra-liberal, giving away the ultra-liberal election plans about what they want. Pay very close attention to this clip. It's super important. She's giving it away. Delay elections, make it election week, and then appoint a commission. Oh, a commission? What did the commission do? Like a super commission? That's kind of strange to make uh, election decisions. That this, I love it when they give away the battle plan. Here, listen for yourself. And it will change everything. We will wake up the morning after election day. We might not even call it that anymore in two years. We might not call it election day. We might call it election week. Because what we are watching, and because it's so slow, it's so slow, we don't cover it as a five-alarm fire, but it is. We are watching Republicans not just destroying democracy in the dark, breaking into election officers and plugging stuff in, we're watching them do it from rally stages, debate stages. That's where they're doing it. And, and I guess the reason I asked you if we'd been here before is, do you think it requires, you know, a democracy commission? Should, should, should President Obama ask Chris Christie and Ben Ginsburg to sort of man a democracy hotline the way, you know, people used to man other crises? I mean, what should we do? There's a joke in that, Joe. Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> There's a joke in there. Um, a, a, a lawyer, a fake Republican, and Barack Obama walk in a bar. What could possibly go wrong? 
<laughs> with that election commission. I'm the, but gee, what could possibly go wrong? An Obama appointee, Chris Christie, the fakest of fake Republicans, and a Ben Ginsburg, a lawyer, on an election commission to arbitrate what happens with elections. I, you know, so, yes, he said, totally fair, totally fair uh, and objective. Listen, you just, the, 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 here's the, I've been in this business now a long time. I'm 47, so roughly a fifth, if more, if not more of my life has been sent, spent in this business or working around it inside the White House, listening and analyzing and processing what these people talk about. When they say this stuff, listen to them. These are how ideas make it from the hack grifter media ecosystem, the Nicole Wallace's of the world, into the mainstream. Listen to me. I assure you, Nicole Wallace isn't bright enough to have thought of this herself. She heard this from someone. When you want to figure out what the Democrats are ready to do and what plan B is after plan A, just listen to them. I, I, my, my humble opinion, I think this show does this best. I mean it. It's not, a, not Other shows do other things great, better than I do. You're never wasting your time here. We pick out what they say and show you how they reveal their own battle plan. So first, she mentions how, oh, you know what? We should maybe, you know, have an election week or something. Now, why would they want that? Now, I think the answer is obvious when you think this through. And Joe, the first thing that came to mind when I heard this was the um, Ellen Sauerbrey election, which you're quite familiar with. Many yeah. of you out there are like, what the hell? This is a Maryland thing. Joe and I, Joe lives in Maryland. I did for over a decade. I ran there. Ellen Sauerbrey is a wonderful, awesome human being who most likely won the governor's race in Maryland as a Republican uh, decades ago, right? Well, the race was stolen from her. They delayed, they delayed the Baltimore City uh, yes. vote counts. And what does delaying allow you to do? A delaying the election builds in, let's call it, Joe, flexibility, if you know what I mean. Uh, how many are we down by? Oh, okay, winking and on. You get what I'm saying? There is nothing they would like more than to delay elections over the process of weeks to be able to do calculations on how many votes they need. I'm not suggesting all the votes they need are going to be then votes that are fraudulently produced. Some may, some may not. I'm simply saying it allows them to do what? Engage in litigation. Oh, you've got a couple votes and say they were legitimate votes, but they were illegitimately cast. What I mean is Joe Armacost votes as Joe Armacost, right? And Joe doesn't date the envelope. Well, if the date has to be filled out, then it is Joe. It's legitimately Joe, but it's an illegitimate vote. Well, if Democrats say need, just using simple numbers, say they need five votes to win. I, I get it. Just play the game for a second. Nah. And they see, you know, seven of those votes out there. Joe Armacost, Joey Bag of Donuts, Sally Bag of Donuts, and, you know, four or five more people or whatever. They can go and sue. But they can't sue if it's election day and results are declared that night. Uh -huh. And they, they, right. You see where I'm going yes, with this? And I they do. Because what happens is, Political pressure and PR pressure and media pressure builds to concede. This is what, and here's, this is a hugely important opening segment. It's why I put it right at the front, even though it's a huge news day. You got to read these people. They want an election week, number one, for lawsuits. Number two, to stop political momentum for someone to concede. Because then what they can do is go put out BS narratives. Folks, we believe there are thousands of votes out there left to find for Hillary Clinton. What? Keep in mind, 
whether that's true or not is irrelevant. It stops the media from saying, uh, Donald Trump won, saying there's a rematch with those two or whatever. So, number one, delay to sue, delay to stop the PR campaign to concede. No, they're still, we're not conceding yet. There are thousands of votes left to count. You have like the Stacey Abrams of the world running for governor in Georgia, who still to this day insists she won the election, even though she lost by 55,000 votes. It wasn't even close. Now, there's another reason they want to delay this over election day and make it election week. It's not just to be able to sue and to stop media pressure for Democrats to concede. I should say, because they don't, you know, if Republicans concede, it's great. If a Republican concedes with 500,000 votes to count, he's behind five votes, the media will be like, yes, that's, that's, that's fair, Joe. Fair, should have conceded. The race definitely is over. Wait, he's down by five. There are 500,000 votes. No, 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 it's over. He lost. <laughs> it's only Democrats they don't want to concede. It's not a, there's a third reason, too. Lawsuits, PR. Third one's a red wave. Here's the red wave. Again, you study this stuff long enough, man. Boom, it just hits you. The red wave is this. Many Republicans will, will vote on election day and just don't want to vote by mail. They don't trust the system. Fair enough. I've already talked about this at length, my approach to it. If you can't vote in person, my humble opinion is you have, you have to work within the system you're in. You may not like this, and I get it. I'm, I'm here to tell you the truth, not to artificially try to please people like, you know, Nicole Wallace. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not grifting off the latest paycheck. When I say this, a lot of Republicans get angry. If the system indicates early voting is possible, my humble opinion is you should take advantage. Well, then, then we're incentivizing early voting. You may, you're not wrong. Maybe you are. Maybe a public boycott of early voting would eventually change it back to election day, but I don't see that happening. So the problem with the Democrats that we have with the Democrats is the Democrats love early voting. I just told you they want election week and election month. I'm also telling you, so you understand, it's a really stupid, bad idea for the reasons I just stated. However, it is the system in most states. So they lock in their votes early, a lot of Democrats, or they'll vote by mail, while we don't. So the problem with that is on election day, People get sick. People's kids get sick at school. They got to go get them at school. People get in car accidents. The weather stops people from going out. So we lose, I don't know, even if it's zero zero five percent of our vote because of that. It's a bit of an issue. How does that relate to the red wave? The red wave is this, because a lot of Democrats will vote by mail and a lot of Republicans will show up on election day and be counted right away. The PR in the beginning will usually show a heavy Republican lead. So again, that builds pressure for Democrats to concede if it looks like they're way behind. You understand now why they want to extend it out to the week? That way, if there's a red wave on election day, they're like, oh my gosh, Donald Trump's up by five. They say, oh, there are many votes left to count. Many votes left to get to call the lawyers. Ben Ginsburg, Chris Christie, get Barack Obama on the phone. They love the idea of delaying elections because it delays democracy. They love it. Lawsuits, PR, and the red wave. The red wave, they usually, right, we come in on election day, boom, we're counted. Democrat mail-in votes are counted later, which is true in some respect. But that's what they want. Second, the idea of appointing a commission. This is just absurd. You should just laugh this off right away. Why do they want a commission? They want a commission 
to be able to oversee and adjudicate what should be state control of presidential elections. The states are in charge, the legislatures. That's the Constitution. They don't want that because some legislatures, many are run by Republicans who are going to follow the Constitution. Democrats like Nicole Wallace, liberals, I should, I should say. She pretends to be a Republican, but she is a liberal, make no mistake. They want the commission to be able to override the states, period. And what's going to happen? You think they're going to override them in favor of Republicans? Please stop the nonsense. Please, please. There's no time for nonsense today. Stop the insanity. One of the most important clips you'll see. I promise you she heard that from someone. This is what they're going to push for next. Election week, election month. Sooner or later, it'll be election year. No, no, I don't mean election year like 2020. I mean election year like you'll be voting the whole year. It's insane. It's insane. You want my opinion? Here, I'll give it to you. Election day is on a Tuesday. Start the early voting on a Saturday before. Give them a couple of days. Saturday, Sunday, maybe Monday morning up to noon. That gives you three days to vote. Absentee for our military. Shouldn't be no excuse absentee. Absentee for our military and people who can't make it. And then show up on election day. Folks, if this sounds tyrannical, by the way, the idea of an election commission election weeks and months to be able to sue people to get the proper election, proper election result, their quotes you want. And you heard it right. The left and people like Nicole Wallace took their masks off a long time ago. They're done pretending. They're done pretending. They're moving forward into this new tyrannical future. And the bedrock of it isn't only manipulating elections and election denial like the Stacey Abrams and Hillary Clintons of the world. Their tyrannical model going forward is two bedrocks, censorship and surveillance too. Censorship and surveillance have been the bedrock of every single tyrannical empire and regime in the history of humankind. The censorship wasn't necessarily technological because the technology didn't exist. But even tyrants in the time of the early Soviet Union had spies in and out of neighborhoods. And if you dared talk bad about the regime, you found yourself in the gulag. Censorship and surveillance. Shut them down by watching them all the time. This is what leftists and the Nicole Mollises of the world want. You doubt me? Listen to this story. I saw this today. This is in the newsletter. Please read it. It shows you how deeply they've embedded themselves with big tech in this censorship ecosystem. They are married to it. Just the news article. Clinton campaign manager who spread the Trump Alpha Bank story is involved in DHS election censorship. So <laughs> Nicole Wallace wants a commission to evaluate elections of Chris Christie, Ben Ginsburg, and an Obama appointee, like the same commission they're using right now, commission in the free market to work with the private sector entities and the DHS to censor people? You want Robbie Mook? Do you know who Robbie Mook is? This Mook? is the Clinton campaign manager you're talking about. Robbie Mook, the Mook. He's oh, back, yeah. Joe, the Mook. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know the Mook. Never. Ever has there been a more appropriately named individual than Robbie the Mook? So Robbie Mook apparently worked with this group called Defending Digital Democracy. Da what? <laughs> Defending Digital Democracy. I love the Orwellian naming of these things. I love it. Defending Digital Democracy. So he was a co-founder of this group, and John Solomon's reporting that they abbreviated D3P, Defending Digital Democracy Project that they participated in election integrity partnership. Remember that? This is the consortium we talked about last week that was working with the DHS and CISA, government entities to censor people. 
So just to be clear, the United States government, in absolute clear violation of the First Amendment, in, 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 uh, infringing on the right to free speech, is now working with this Election Integrity Partnership and Robbie Mook's group to go and censor people. This has been stunning reporting by John Solomon and his team over there that you're not going to see just about anywhere else because the media is trying to hide it because the media is part of the censorship and surveillance project. He notes that Mook's project was among several left of center civil society collaborators who submitted tips through the trusted partner tip line and interacted with this EIP research team through briefings, partner meetings, and shared findings. Folks, this is hard to believe. This is such a clear, open violation of the First Amendment that it's stunning that even our hack goon loser media isn't like, hey, guys, this is a little bit of a problem. We got Clinton's former campaign manager, the PP guy. You know the PP guy? The PP Alpha Alpha Bank guy? Yeah, he's submitting tips to a private consortium to get people censored on Twitter, and they're working with the government and DHS, Department of Homeland Security. That sounds like a bad idea. Well, that's because it is a bad idea. But to the Democrats, it's a great idea. Because as I just said, as I says, God bless my grandmother, Eileen. God rest your soul. She's a settled them. As I says, as I says, censorship and surveillance is their thing. Robbie Mook is watching you. They're surveilling you. And then they're censoring you if you don't make sure that you comply with the PP tape and stuff like that. By the way, this is who Robbie Mook is. Here's Robbie Mook in CNN right around the time of the 2016 election. This is the first time you hear Robbie Mook talk about the elements of the dossier on TV. Watch how this, this complete life, life loser, this zero, goes and starts one of the biggest political scandals in American history, the Russia collusion fake fairy tale. Here's when it started, right? This is the same guy who's working to censor you online. Check this out. What's disturbing to us is that we uh, experts are telling us that uh, Russian state actors broke into the DNC, stole these emails, and uh, other experts are now saying that they are the Russians are releasing these emails for the purpose of actually helping Donald Trump. I don't think it's coincidental that these emails were released uh, on the eve of our convention. Uh, yeah, it was coincidental. And uh, the Russia hack of the DNC is still not even remotely confirmed. Speaking to experts, remember the experts? Yeah, the same experts who lied repeatedly about the PP tape and the hack and the Alpha Bank connection to Trump Tower. Remember that? This is the same guy who's censoring you online. Does it get any more totalitarian than this? This is the Nicole Wallace, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Robbie Mook future. Manipulate elections, appoint commissions, censor people and watch them online. This is them. This is who they are. The Denny Green thing. They are who you think they are. Just use their own words. I'm going to talk about the surveillance thing, Bill Gates and digital IDs coming up in a second, too, because these globalists are playing into all this, too. The Gates people who are going to profit handsomely from censoring and surveilling you in the future. Don't miss that. Let me get to this first. American Financing. I always appreciate hearing from you when it comes to the show's sponsors. I've got a great story I want to share with you about American Financing. A listener of ours, Philip, just uses home equity to pay off credit card debt. American Financing not only did that, but they saved him nearly $800 a month. Plus, they got him an additional $10,000 cash back. I mean, those are serious monthly savings right now. And the ability to get out of debt, they're possible for you too, not just Philip. You have to call my friends at American Financing. It's a great company. Talk to a salary-based mortgage consultant. Let's see how much you can save. There's no upfront or hidden fees to pay. There's no pressure or obligation. So why wouldn't you learn more? 
Do it today. Interest rates may be going up in the future. It only takes 10 minutes and you can close in as little as 10 days when you call 888-994-7660. That's 888-994-7660 or you can visit them online at AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net, not .com, .net. AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS, 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Thanks, American Financing. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So I just said it, censorship, surveillance, manipulating elections, commissions, bureaucrats. This is their thing. This is the future we're looking at if we don't get out and vote. And just what is it, 28 days now? Get out and vote. If you're not registered, register today. You should have registered yesterday. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound like a jerk about it, but we're out of time. Your voice matters. It matters. I saw this article uh, one of my producers sent over yesterday, and it just blew my mind because I've warned you about this over and over. The idea of digitizing our society. Let me tell you something. Just so I'm, I'm, I'm clear on this with you. Digitizing components and elements of our society may not be the worst idea for efficiencies if it's not done for surveillance purposes within the government. Does that make sense? A lot of things are digitized and eventually wind up working through electronic means. I mean, I'll just give you a quick, simple example. The advent of the Easy Pass in New York. The Easy Pass was a way to pay the tolls via sensor in your car. It was, I mean, this has been around for decades. When it, when it first came online, you could still pay cash. And a lot of people said to themselves, you know what? I get it. The government's now going to have a record of when I cross the Verrazano Bridge every day. I understand that. But because I don't want to sit in a cash line, I'm willing, not mandated, but willing to exchange the convenience of that, the easy pass, for what I realize could later on be surveillance. Right. That's a choice you can make. Right, right. Now, eventually, I don't even think they take cash anymore at these places. Most they just, don't, I don't think. You, but yeah, they always, no, they, they move, they all, they've all moved to this digital surveillance system now. But when government starts to mandate these things, ladies and gentlemen, there is no escape like there were in the or there was in the early days. You can pay cash, it's going to sit in a line. Okay? This is what they want. Because I just told you what they want. They want a censorship and surveillance future. This is the very essence of what we're voting for in the elections. Vote this crap down. Bill Gates and his team and a lot of these digital big tech companies that are working with Robbie Mook and others. I'm not saying Gates is, but others and private entities are working with MOOC. They love this idea because they profit from it. Gates Foundation, post-millennial. This is in a newsletter. Read this, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Subscribe today. It's free. Get you these stories right away. Hannah Nightingale. Gates Foundation pledges $200 million for international digital IDs. Of all the other means of identifying and tracking subjects, digital identity poses perhaps the gravest technological threat to individual liberty yet conceived, said this commentator, Michael Reckdenwald. Folks, he has, apparently he has this book out called the Google Archipelago. Great play on words there. He's been warning about this. The greatest threat. He also says it has the potential digital IDs. 
which apparently the Gates Foundation loves. It has the potential, listen to this, to trace, track, and surveil subjects and to compile a complete record of all activity from cradle to grave. I have been warning over and over and over and over about this. This is we are work, we are looking at a surveillance future so dangerous. Folks, they are going to know every single place you want. When, when this digital ID, when it's linked to all the other means to satisfy your existence, your ability to spend money, your ability to enter a medical facility, a government building, a courthouse, these digital IDs. When it's you see how the vaccine passport, by the way, was a little trial run for this. When it's linked to all of this. They will have a complete record of your life. You will, there'll be, uh, you marry this up. Sorry, I got to calm down. I get excited about this and I start talking too fast. I got to catch myself. I'm, I'm doing my own self-editing. My apologies. When you marry this up with a digital currency, so nobody can spend money without the, 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 the marriage of the ID and the currency. Do you see they have a, a, rack, a, a metadata record of just about your entire life, what you purchase, where you visit online. Imagine having a digital ID and them having using it to, to, to assign into a computer. There'll be no way to escape. There'll be no way to be anonymous. Remember what I told you about the difference between totalitarian societies and rep uh, constitutional republics and liberty-focused societies? Is it one, the latter, a society that focuses on individual liberty? There's a private self. Whatever you do in your own home, no matter how great or how gross, if it's not against the law, you're left alone. That is not the case in totalitarian societies. You are surveilled all the time. The digital ID, I'm convinced, is a way to transfer us from a republic to a totalitarian society without doing it through the, uh, constitutional amendments. This is the biggest threat to our individual liberty today. The surveillance capabilities would be endless. Now, again, I, I, had a, I, got a, I get ahead of myself and I get excited for all the wrong reasons about this topic. And you may ask why, and it's a fair question. Dan, you know, we spend an hour here with you, maybe three hours of the radio show every day. Why are you always so hyped up about this topic? Folks, I was an agent, a federal agent, for over a decade of my life. And... Uh, even in a pre-digital ID, pre-digital currency era, our ability to gather information on you is just shocking. And it's typically done in conjunction with private sector operators. I don't know if you remember, Joe, but back in the day, they had LexisNexis and AutoTrack and all these things. Oh, yeah. You have no idea. You know when it really hit me? Yeah. I don't want to get off into a story because I got this clip coming up of Yuval Harari here. But one day I ran an AutoTrack on myself. Back in when I was in Asia, I was a young agent. And addresses popped up. I kid you not, I forgot I lived that. I was like, what the hell is that? Wantaw. I forgot I lived there. I lived with my cousin for a little while. It's a long story. We out and want the house burned down. I think I lost all my stuff. I forgot. I was like, oh my gosh, if you look at that. They, they had everything on me. Combine this with a digital ID and a government subpoena and national security letters, you could forget it, man. Your private self is gone. Stick a fork in it. It's over. You live in a totalitarian regime. It'll turn on you in a minute. You'll see these FBI guys raiding pro-lifers. They'll be at your door tomorrow morning because your digital ID, you voted, and they didn't like who you voted for.
Here's Yuval Hariri. This guy's a globalist, but a lot of people love this guy. He's a technologist too, right? A lot of World Economic Forum folks listen to this guy. If you haven't heard him, by the way, you should. This guy is a, what they call a thought leader influencer amongst the globalist um, totalitarian crowd. They won't call themselves that, but I will. Here he is talking about the digital surveillance future and how digital surveillance is going to be going under the skin, sensors in the future. If this doesn't scare the hell out of you, I'm not doing my job and you should find another podcast. I failed you. Take a listen. We need to realize that humans are now hackable animals. You can hack them. A good two-way communication system, direct communication system between brains and computers, this is kind of the, the watershed moment. I mean, once you have a good two-way, nobody has any idea what happens after that. Well, I think maybe in a couple of decades when people look back, the thing they will remember from the COVID crisis is this is the moment when everything went digital. And if, this, is, this was the moment when every, everything became monitored, that we agreed to be surveyed all, all the time, not just in authoritarian machines, but even in democracies. And maybe most importantly at all, this was the moment when surveillance started going under the skin. Okay, but we agreed to this? He's like, we agreed to be surveilled. No, no, we didn't. What do you, what? what? Right. Nobody, you may have, I didn't agree. See, the whole idea of a representative democracy is we get a vote too. I didn't agree to any of this. Surveillance is going to go under the skin. We're all hackable. You see, how, by the way, did you catch how he mentions the COVID crisis? You were like, Dan? Yeah. I hope you're saying it right now. So praise things. It sounded to me like it already happened. It sounded. Yes. Right. 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 Now, what what have we beaten so much that people actually complain sometimes? Dan, you say it too much. What did I tell you about masks and vaccines? I said, folks, the mask, the COVID face diaper and the vaccine, they're liberals and, and even swampy Republicans. They're constant pushing of these two items. I've said to you over and over, have nothing to do with vaccines and masks. And they have everything to do with breaking down the locus of control. The left understood from the start that once they got you to put your face diaper on and stop questioning it and lose bodily autonomy, you will wear this thing because we tell you and everyone will see you wearing it, knowing we're in charge and we told you. And once you are told to stick this thing in your body, the vaccine, and you subjugate yourself. And you do it because we told you to. Bodily autonomy is gone and the control agenda is already there. I have warned you, this was never about a vaccine. And it was never about masks. It was always about softening you up with body blows to control you later. I'll prove it to you coming up in a second with the next, next story too. How they will never give up on this. This has nothing to do with science. Science left a long time ago. On a good note though, take a break here. This is... Um, our friends at Field of Greens. I got, again, I got a story coming up next. You got masks. You're not, they just can't stop, folks. Sorry. Uh, Field of Greens. Stay healthy. This is my bedrock nutrition product. I absolutely love it. This is the lemon lime flavor. This is Guy's favorite. What is it? It is a blend of 18 wholesome, healthy, essential fruits and vegetables ground up into an amazing tasting powder. It is really delicious. You put it in water. It's got kind of a nice fruity lemon lime taste to it. They have a wild berry too. 
It is fantastic. It's loaded with uh, antioxidants. It's pre and probiotic. There's none of this mixing and matching of pills. You take a scoop, put it in a beverage, a protein shake, water. I put it in green tea sometimes, get a little caffeine. I love it. I feel better. I have more energy and peace of mind. I just got my blood work back. I'm telling you about my results. I take this stuff every day. My cholesterol was down in the low 170s. I'm 47 years old. I'm going to be 48. All of my blood profile, even after having gone through uh, cancer, my doctor was like, you got the blood profile of a 20-year-old. It's because I care about my diet, and you should too. Pick it up today. It's called Field of Greens. Field of Greens. Tastes delicious. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's the website. Get 15% off your first order with the promo code Dan. Even better, subscribe so you get it every month and save an additional 10% every month. With all going, everything going on out there, viruses, you got flu season coming up, reinforce your body. Studies show eating fruits and vegetables can help support heart health, blood pressure, healthy metabolism, and more. Pick it up today. Again, Field of Greens, there it is. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Available at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. Can't say enough good stuff about this product. An enormous, enormous fan. It's made a huge difference in my life. Been with me from the beginning. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Showing you again, this has always been about control. Uh, I live by the Moneyball Theory. You ever see the movie Moneyball? You know the Moneyball Theory. If you're a listener, the Moneyball Theory is this. If he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? Well, you can apply the Moneyball Theory of life to just about anything. You can also apply them to masks. If masks work, then why aren't masks working? Because they don't work. Cloth and surgical masks do not stop you from getting COVID. It doesn't matter. It's a control mechanism and everybody sees it. It is a physical manifestation of everybody subjugating themselves to government control. It is like a tattoo for them. It's a flag. Yes, it is their flag of tyranny. They love it. <laughs> That's why they will never give up on the damn masks no matter how many times it fails, how many times it fails to stop a COVID epidemic. Mirror, October 7, 2022. The date's important. That's just four days ago. In other words, this isn't from 2020 or 2021 when it was, the verdict was still out. Brits should wear face masks again to avoid a new COVID lockdown, claims an expert. Jeez. Experts. They can't. I'm just going to leave this here. I have the article in the newsletter if you want to read it. Again, what would the world do without experts, right? This is why I saw there's another article I was reading today. It's not in the, it's not in the, uh, in the show rundown today, but uh, that, that people are not getting the COVID boosters. Gee, I wonder why. Maybe because every single thing you told them of substance about the vaccine and masks, social distancing and all the seven school shutdowns 
turned out to be disastrous and the exact wrong decision. So nobody trusts you anymore. Then your answer is what? Your answer is to double down on stupid and go back to the same thing that failed before. They, folks, they can't help it. They can't help it. It reminded me of this. I saw this online from a couple of years ago. Someone, uh, someone retweeted this and it's been going around on social media, but it's worth playing again. How these, these liberals, you know, they can never debate because their ideas are too stupid. You can't defend stupid. This was Katie Hopkins. She has a show. Uh, she had a show over in the UK and she had this activist on, this guy Femi, F-E-M-I. And this is a really just a cool video. It's kind of like a break from the, it shows you how these people can never, ever debate their ideas because you can't defend stupid. And she starts asking this guy who has like, got a big following out there. Hey, you know, who's paying you? Who's financing all this stuff? Like kind of like the Bill Gates is financing the digital IDs. Watch this guy's handler, like shut this whole thing down and pull this guy off the set as Katie Hopkins is sitting there. Check this out. Who's paying you now? Right now, OFUC is paying me out of the money that, we, that we've raised from this crowdfunder. And, and the minority, a small minority, comes from um, other pro-European groups. Okay. Uh, other pro-European groups. Mm -hmm. And a, a name of another pro-European group that funds you would be? Uh, Best for Britain. Great. And, we were um, told that this was after 10 minutes. We're taking a break. Sure. How long would you like a break for? Uh, 10 minutes, if we decide to come back. You knew this was not what we agreed. All right, Femi, let's go talk. Okay. Uh, you keep filming, guys. Yeah, thanks. So uh, Femi is now going to go and take a break because his manager uh, doesn't approve of the line of questioning that we're asking. It's an open, um, it's an open line of questioning. And then we will continue. Do come on camera. You're welcome to keep recording. Do come on camera. You're going. No, Femi wants to go, if I'm uh, honest. I, I'm, 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 uh, Femi, I don't think leaving's the answer, if I'm honest with you. I'm, 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 I'm going to come back, but I just, I just wanted to... I just wanted to yeah, to go and have a little chat with your, with your uh, manager. With his colleague, thank you. Um, go and have a chat with your colleague, and then, uh, Femi, I would come back, sweetie. Um, so we will continue this in a moment when Femi's um, had a chat with his minder um, and we'll continue our conversation. I'm essentially just trying to get hold of who is funding um, this group. This is what it looks like when the surveillance, censorship, anti-science left and all these people are called out and asked to actually debate something. So what do they do? They do what the mass crowd does. They say, oh, you know what? An expert told us this. OK. And that reminded me of something. <clears throat> The less over-reliance on what they consider experts like Fauci. It's what we call in logic an appeal to authority. When something you say is so obviously ridiculous that the only way you can defend it is not by defending it yourself because it makes sense, but by deferring to an expert using his title to put the patina of authenticity on it. That's a fancy way of saying most experts are full of stuff. Here is proof of that. Always bring the backup, man. You know Ben Bernanke, former Fed chair? You know who he is, right? Ben Bernanke, the guy who was largely responsible for some of the worst monetary decisions in the United States history, leading to recessions and other things. Remember that guy? Well, the left loves him because, you know, they're into printing money and all that stuff. Bernanke won a Nobel Prize in economics. I'm, that's not a joke. Look at the date on this Wall Street Journal story. October 10th, 2022. Ben Bernanke wins a Nobel Prize in theory. Now, it reminded me, there's a great line in the opening of this piece. I'll get to the piece here in a second, right? 
there's a great opening line in this piece that about economists. And it really, because I found this, uh, I, I love economics. It's my passion. So I read a lot and I read a lot of lefty economic, econ, you know, leftist perspectives from economics. Cause I, I, I love to see how hilarious they are. Print a bunch of money, uh, modern monetary theory, all this crap. And there's a great line in here. It says, you know, uh, that economics, that they got everything backwards. That, you know, you would say in, in real life, right? If you had a theory about carpentry and building tables, okay, well, how does it work, you know, in practice, right? Does it actually lead to a more stable table, right? Economics works the other way around. They'll see something in the real world and then they'll wonder why it doesn't work in theory. They'll be like, but does it work in theory? It doesn't matter. It works in the real world. You printed a bunch of money to chase a bunch of products that cause inflation. You don't need a theory to explain that. That explains itself. But they love experts. Here is Ben Bernanke, our Nobel Prize winner. Here he is back in 2007. Before a massive meltdown of the housing market due to the issuance of subprime loans, giving loans to people for mortgages they couldn't afford. Here he is saying, ah, you know what? I think we got this whole thing under control. Keep in mind, this guy just won the Nobel Prize. Check this out. Although the turmoil in the subprime mortgage market has created severe financial problems for many individuals and families, the implications of these developments for the housing market as a whole are less clear. The ongoing tightening of lending standards, although an appropriate market response, will reduce somewhat the effective demand for housing and foreclosed properties will add to the inventories of unsold homes. At this juncture, however, the impact on the broader economy and financial markets of the problems in the subprime market seems likely to be contained. <laughs> He's got it right. Remember Janet Yellen, Joe? Inflation, no worries, it's transitory. <laughs> Wait, you understand, right, that this is their only job? No, again, I don't mean that in a figurative way. If you're an economist, your job is to make accurate predictions about the economy. When are these guys ever right? About anything? But this is the left. These are the same experts, again. But does it work in theory, masks? Yeah, but in practice, it doesn't work. But does it work in theory? Well, in theory, it should block a droplet. And forget about the fact that it breaks the droplet up into aerosols and all that other stuff, which penetrates deeper in the lungs. But does it work in theory? This is the left. We're spending a lot of money we don't have, and the country's going bankrupt, and there's an inflation crisis. But does it work in theory? This is the left. This is the same guy. He just won a Nobel Prize. Here's the Wall Street Journal piece. This is the same guy who made news by claiming the biggest economic risk at the time was deflation. <laughs> deflation. What? The opposite. <laughs> Thank God for experts, bro. He persuaded his colleagues, Bernanke, again, just won the Nobel Prize, and at the time, Chairman Greenspan, to keep interest rates unusually low in the spring of 2003, even as tax cuts passed and the economy boomed. That was such a great idea. What happened? Asset prices soared, especially the housing market, which later crashed. But the Fed kept supplying a subsidy for credit with negative real interest rates. Thank God for Yuval Harari, Ben Bernanke, the mask experts, Dr. Fauci. What do we do without them? Real geniuses, huh? I got this debate footage coming up. I love, you're going to love this. 
Very rarely is there a moment in a debate anymore because people give canned answers. Republicans, Democrats, you know it. I wish it were different, but it's not. Very rarely is there a moment in a debate where you're like, damn, this guy's really good. J.D. Vance opened a lot of eyes last night. Just, I mean, politically body bagged Tim Ryan. Ryan's been in Congress basically his entire adult life and looked like a kid on stage with J.D. Vance. Totally unprepared. I'll play that for you coming up. Let me get to this first. Uh, you know, I have pretty rough arthritis. It sucks. Living with pain is bad. It can prevent you from sleeping, exercising, moving around, and you're in pain. It just plain hurts. That's why I use CryoFreeze Omax Health. This is a great product. My wife uses it on her neck. She has some neck issues. Gets migraines a lot. She's got some kind of a disc problem in the back. She uses it for pain relief. I use it on my shoulder. Now, CryoFreeze Roll-On by Omax Health. They have an even stronger version. Check it out. It's just a roll-on right there. I mean, you literally just roll it on. They've introduced an even stronger version. This non-prescription icy cold relief is formulated, a roll-on, is formulated to relief, uh, to help block pain signals, reduce mild inflammation, and improve joint flexibility. And you're darn right, it works for me. It has a powerful dose of 500 milligrams of organic CBD, and I feel the ice cold blast of relief within minutes. Right now, Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off their first bottle. 20% off of cryo-free CBD, extra strength roll-on plus free shipping. Try it out. I know a lot of you are dealing with a lot of pain. The good news is we're living longer. The bad news is we're living longer with a lot of pain. The discount also applies to any product site-wide. Here's the website, omaxhealth.com, O-M-A-X, omaxhealth.com, enter code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. That's omaxhealth.com, enter code Bongino. You'll get 20% off cryo and site-wide plus, plus free shipping worth your time, folks. I use it religiously. These statements of products have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or condition. These statements and information are not a substitute for or alternative to seeking care from your healthcare providers. Thank you. Omax Health, good stuff. I'm put it on after my workout today. So this happened last night. This was just glorious. As I said, debates typically end in stalemates. Nothing really makes much of a difference in a lot of debates. There are very few moments like this from last night's debate with J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan. And just to be clear to set it up, Tim Ryan here is trying to attack J.D. Vance about the horrific story of a 10-year-old who was raped and later sought an abortion. Uh, he wasn't prepared for J.D. Vance's response. Check this out. Why was a 10-year-old girl raped in our community, raped in our state in the first place? The thing the media and Congressman Ryan, they talk about this all the time. The thing they never mentioned is that poor girl was raped by an illegal alien, somebody that should have never been in this state in the first place. You voted so many times against border wall funding, so many times for amnesty, Tim. If you had done your job, she would have never been raped in the first place. Do your job on border security. Don't lecture me about opinions I don't actually have. going to leave that one right there. Tim Ryan's like, oh, he don't even know what to say. Tim Ryan's completely incompetent. Oh, just one more quick one. This one's shorter, but Ryan was never, he, Ryan reminds me of Ben Cardin, who I ran against for Senate in Maryland, a guy who's never had a real job. Um, he just hasn't. Tim Ryan has spent decades of his life in Washington, D.C., kissing Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer's ass. Asses. I don't know, just look at the videos, telling everybody how great they are and wonderful they are. 
So, you know, guys like this get me sick, you know, Tim Ryan, where he pretends to be like a moderate working class guy. He's the fetterman of Ohio. Big pampered liberal loser pretending to be one of you, the working guy, totally full of crap, totally full of crap. He's been in D.C. his whole life. So cutesy time's over. Vance just went after him last night on that. I mean, this, I, I, I haven't seen a debate performance by a Democrat this poor since Joe Biden and when his teeth almost fell out in the debate during the last election. Here, check this out. 20 years ago, uh, I enlisted in the United States Marine Corps. That very same year, Tim Ryan went to Washington, D.C., where he has been failing at his basic job for 20 years. Talks a big game, but the record of accomplishment just isn't there. Good for you, J.D. Keep hammering it. Cutesy time's over. You want cutesy time? Find the new show. By the way, El Americana has a great article in the newsletter today. I just want you to take a look at, too. Hey, Guy, I'm going to skip ahead after this to the Biden voicemail because I'm running low on time. And this Biden voicemail story is really blowing up, and it's important. And do not back down for a second. I just got done telling you cutesy time is over. Do not let these hack goon leftists change the narrative. But just quickly, uh, don't throw the polls out, folks. I can't emphasize in strong enough terms that if you're going to get polling information to go to Trafalgar, Robert Cahaley, one of the pollsters in there, I have him on my show as often as I can, has explained repeatedly, the polls are off. You know, Oz is down, Herschel's down. I believe none of it. He calls it the underwater effect. And he says this, that MAGA supporters, they don't answer polls and they're not putting stickers on their cars or signs in their yard. They're not even posting on social media. They're underwater. They're not saying a word to anyone until election day. Folks, the past three, four election cycles, Trafalgar is one of the few entities that has even been remotely close on election day with their polling. Don't buy into, don't let it dispirit you at all. It's important. All right, so this happened last night. Uh, Hannity on the Hannity Show, they got a, a hold of a voicemail. Biden, Joe Biden left for his son. Um, the voicemail is about him asking Hunter Biden to get help. So, of course, it's a news story. He's the president of the United States, and Joe Biden has claimed repeatedly to have, you know, uh, a disconnected relationship when it comes to his uh, son's business affairs. And yet it's weird. The business partners are like, well, he was the chairman, Joe Biden. What do you mean disconnected? So this voicemail service, and you're darn right, this is newsworthy. Of course, Q, fake, phony, fraudulent, liberal freak out. Uh, Hunter Biden has a drug problem, so this is not fair game. Ladies and gentlemen, I have said often, I will say again, People in my family have drug problems. It's a tough thing, man. Breaks your heart. But people in my family are not negotiating deals with Chinese Communist Party connected companies while your dad is the freaking vice president. This is news and it will stay news. And to the fraud, phony, fake liberals, who I'll show you in a second, just one example, who think, you know, drug problems, fake or real, are hilarious when it's Republicans, by the way. Don Jr.'s on cocaine. No evidence that's true. You think that's really funny. Now, all of a sudden, you're sympathetic to drug problems. Here, play the voicemail. I'll show you what I mean. It's dad. I called to tell you I love you. I love you more than the whole world, pal. I gotta get some help. I don't know what to do. I know you don't either. So lefties are like, oh, he's such a caring dad. Cares about his kid. Drug problems. We shouldn't make light of that. Nobody is. 
He cares about him so much, lefty goons, who, by the way, again, you think it's hilarious making up drug problems with Don Jr. You think that's funny. And you're making that up. Hunter Biden has an actual drug problem. You don't think it's weird that Joe Biden cares so much about his kid that in the midst of a crack crisis, he sends him out to negotiate deals in Ukraine all over the world, putting massive stress on a guy who obviously can't handle life without the stress? You don't find that odd? What kind of a guy in a position of power, senator, vice president, now president, sends his drug-addicted son out to go and make money for him on an international global grift? And we're supposed to sit back and say, hmm, you know what, we're going to pass. I hope the guy clears his drug problem up. It's an awful thing to deal with. I'm not going to be lectured by anyone. You can plant a big wet one on my ass. I've seen it, but I'm not the freaking vice president or president. I'm not sending my daughter, God forbid she had a drug problem, to go and negotiate with a Chinese Communist Party-connected company so I can get rich because I have no skills. Kiss my ass. You run with this story. It is a story. And you know who made it a story? Not us. Not us. Joe Biden, by being the chairman. Here's a perfect example of what I'm talking about by lefty pearl clutches. Oh, my gosh, he's such a caring dad. Drug, Really? So here's a guy named Brian Guest. I don't even know who the hell this guy is. But the point is, this tweet was retweeted by another lefty. Blue check mark. Leslie Adav. I'll show you her Adavinol. I don't, I, all I know is she's been lying about Ron DeSantis the last few days. Here. This is a tweet from Brian. She retweeted this. This is from October. What a lucky guy a hunter is to have a loving dad that cares about him. Oh, Brian. Yeah, yeah. What a lucky guy. Cares about him. About him so much. He sends him out to negotiate deals while he's crack addicted. Yeah. Leslie retweeted that. In other words, you know, echoing that idea. Yeah, he's such a loving dad. Here's the same woman. Cocaine is trending this morning because someone was too lazy to spell out Don Trump Jr. One day before. <laughs> so it's funny. Don Jr. Fake drug problems. Don Jr. doesn't do cocaine. The fake drug problems. Hilarious when it's Don Jr. But when the real crack problem is Hunter Biden, totally off limits. Keep in mind, Don Jr. is not out there negotiating fake deals to grift for his dad with Chinese Communist Party connected companies. They actually run an actual business where they build real estate. It's actually a business, not a grifting operation. You know what? Can we let on a lighter note? Because I don't want to leave anything. I just, I saw this video pop that Joey, <laughs> I never throw these things in, but this comes from the and I'm holding with holding judgment. An explanation may come forward. But this was a fire department, I think, out in San Jose. This is totally disconnected from any other story in the show, just so you know, we're making it. Do we have that stinger with the, uh, with the totally uncomfortable segues, right? There's no... Oh, good. Play it. Perfect time. Okay. Thank you. He did that for us because sometimes there is no segue. I think this is a San Jose fire department. And again, I'm withholding judgment, but... The fire department truck pulls up in front of some kind of a strip club and uh, play the video. Um, a woman gets out in uh, interesting looking attire out of the uh, fire truck. You'll see appears to be some kind of bikini type outfit out of the fire truck and proceeds to walk in into into the club. Again, I'm, I'm withholding judgment. 
maybe there is an explanation for this. Maybe the car broke down or whatever. It's fine. I'm serious. Maybe the car, uh, but um, we'll, um, we'll have to follow up on that story a little bit. Like, hey, dressed in her business attire. Yeah, there you go. It's, true. it's professional attire. You don't have to like it, but it's professional attire. So just threw that in there. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to the show if you wouldn't mind on Apple and Spotify. It helps us stay on the charts. I think we were up at like number four or five again last week. Thank you so much for that. And always on Rumble, if you wouldn't mind, rumble.com slash Bongino. It is all free, no charge to you at all. We deeply appreciate the subscriptions matter as much as the listens. Weird system, but that's the way it is. See you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.